What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17 14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live on Tuesday, September 26th, presented by Cadillac, the official luxury vehicle of the New York football giants. Thanks so much for being with us. Madeline Burke and Paul Dettino with you on the show. The phone number is 201-939-4513 or find us on Twitter using hashtag Giants Chat. And as a reminder, you can find the archive of this show and our entire podcast network on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere and giants.com slash podcast. Sorry to everyone out there that we're running a little behind today. We had to do some segments for our uh, weekly preview show in the studio and got a little off schedule. But you know what, Dots? We're here and we're ready Indeed. to go. And and so are the players. They're doing a jog through and a walk through as we speak. Uh, then they'll be off tomorrow. And then what will then be Thursday is a football Wednesday for the team as coach tries to get them back on a regular schedule for Monday night's game against Seattle. Remember, this whole first month and a half or so is all messed up. Be all these uh, primetime games really screws around with things. Yeah, Monday night's going to be the third primetime game this Giants team has already had this season. The third of four in the first six weeks of the season, which is more than any other team in the NFL in that span. How about just three games in 11 days? Three games in 11 days, and then a huge gap of 11 days with no games since the last... It's going to be, oh, what, 23 days it'll have been between the first time the Giants played at home and Monday night when they are back at MetLife Stadium. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy it's crazy. schedule. Crazy but this schedule. is why I, I've always said for the Giants to be a playoff team, they've got to get through the first six games, three and three. Okay. Okay. That was that was my litmus test. Get through the first six at three and three because this is where the landmines are. This is where the potholes are in the road. Once you get past those things, the road should kind of smooth out a little bit. So you you want to try to be three and three or better. Now doing better at this point is going to be hard. Yeah. Because they're already one and two, but I don't think it's unreasonable to expect them to get to three and three. Well, and it's tough, too, because you look at the schedule and it's one of those, uh, at this point in the season, you're like, oh, gosh, let's throw your hands up in the air. Or it's, oh, gosh, like this is the team. I mean, the fact that the Giants lost to the Cowboys in week one by 40, the yeah. Giants beat the Cardinals in week two, and then the Cardinals beat the Cowboys in yeah. week three just shows 
But none of this is really meaning anything just yet. We've still got a lot of ball game left. So can we change the overreaction Monday phrase to overreaction September? Yes. How about that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, I think by September too, especially with, I mean, we talk about this a lot, Dodds, is the fact that, you know, we don't see a lot of the starters playing in the preseason yet. And it feels almost as though September is when teams are still working out the kinks quite a bit. It takes three or four games for most teams to really find their groove. Right. Now, some teams find it a little quicker. Other teams find half of their groove. And then other teams don't really have much of a groove at all until they get through that first month of the season. For me, I think the Giants found a little bit of their groove in the second half against Arizona. I think that's more or less what this team is supposed to be, but they haven't shown it in the other quarters that they've put on the field so far. Yeah, and they got to get their their own side of the field right because they got a tough schedule, tough sledding. I mean, more than half of their remaining opponents started the season two and zero. The mm-hmm. only team that they're going to be facing that didn't start to, that started zero and two is New England. Right. Um, and of course, New England, we saw, you know, they, they got the win this weekend as well. So it's going to be tough sledding for this Giants team. Primetime, too, is it, you've seen this team struggle in primetime. Forever. Time. Why? Forever. Why? It's forever. You know? This goes back to the days when Alex Webster was coaching this team in the early 70s. They have never been a good primetime team. That's just that I can't explain it. It's like there's a whammy. Over this team, yeah. when when they when it comes to uh, you know playing games after dinner, I don't know why it just happens that way. But I will tell you this, Madeline. In all honesty, I don't think it's unreasonable if they played to the level of their expectations. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a big if because they haven't really shown it so far. But should they be able to do that? Okay, we're talking about playing, in my opinion, teams that are on that same shelf coming up here Mm -hmm. okay seattle is on that same shelf i believe miami is on that same shelf i believe we're talking about teams that think they are legitimate playoff contenders i don't think anyone believes seattle or miami are real super bowl contenders but they're playoff contenders sure and that's what the giants should be so we're talking about the same weight class You're, you're you're fighting light heavyweights on in the next two weeks buffalo however is a legit Super Bowl contender. So that's a heavyweight. Yeah. That's that's another team that's along the San Francisco uh, level. And if you want to say the Dallas level, look, we were all underestimating them early. Then it was like, well, maybe after they lost to the Cardinals, maybe they aren't a real heavyweight. I don't well, know. And also they lost to the Cardinals after the loss of Trevon Diggs, which is a significant blow for no them. No doubt. Which, you know, not the only defining factor in that loss, but you've got to think that that took a little air out of the balloon for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, certainly they played like super heavyweights opening night against the Giants. That they did. And the Niners played like heavyweights as well. So yeah. now you're playing two light heavyweights and then a heavyweight in Buffalo you got to win two out of the three to get to three and three, which is what I was prescribing for them. We'll see if they can do it. We'll see if they can do it. And this Seattle matchup is going to be a tough one because, you know, defensively, Seattle gives up 29.3 points per game. The only teams that give up more is Denver, Chicago, and your New York football giants. Um, but offensively is where the difference is, is because Seattle, especially in the last each of the last two weeks, they've put up 37 points offensively so if the Giants offense can get going to keep pace with this Seahawks offense and then the defense can maybe complete some tackles but this is also a Seahawks defense that's going to be getting Jamal Adams back who hasn't played since week one of last year when he tore his quad so what is that defense going to look like is this going to be 
the same defense that's given up nearly 30 points a game. I would say the bigger question is who will the Giants get back? And Brian Dable just told us this morning about an hour or so ago that uh, everyone on the injured list is progressing. Mm-hmm. Barkley is actually day-to-day right now. Right. Which is a very, very big deal against the Seattle defense. Um, he did say that McKeithen is going to continue to start at right guard. He was happy enough with what he saw uh, over the past week so that the the rookie, well, not the rookie, I mean, he's kind of a rookie. He was a he's red a, shirt. It's like a mulligan a, rookie. He was a red shirt rookie last yeah, year because of the injury. Yeah. So he's in experience, he's a rookie. Um, and so he's going to get another shot at right guard. If Thomas comes back, Azudu becomes the key backup because Thomas would move into the left tackle spot. Look, if Barkley and Thomas are back, it significantly helps the Giants' chances. Right. Right. And that's, you know, having this amount of time, what, 11 days off between Thursday Night Football, well, neither of those guys played, um, is going to be great for just the healing energy, right? Just get, getting oh. these guys, even not just the guys who didn't play, who we want to see come back, but the guys who did play feeling yeah. fresh. I mean, Wandale Robinson made his debut on yeah. Thursday Night Football, and it was great to see the young guy getting out there, getting some snaps. Uh, he was on a snap count, but he made the most of it. And so having some rest, because of course that first game back from an ACL, it can't be easy. Having some rest in between. McKeithen, again, same thing. You know, the right guard, uh, the guy, you know, out of North Carolina who um, making really his debut, getting some rest after that and re-earning that spot. That's got to be helpful. The thing that that I'm most curious about from this Giants team, to be frank with you, and I'm, I'm sure that Sean and Amani talked to you in the postgame about it, the Giants have not done a very good job. In fact, they've been very poor in their tackling. Yes. And, you know, I get the fact that the offensive line has been jumbled a bit and it's going to take a little time naturally for them to get it together when they finally settle on the five that they're going to play. That's just part of the process, okay? You have to expect that. And I know nobody has any patience. They want them all to be great right out of the box. I get that. But that's to be expected. The thing that disappoints me the most about this team right now, more than anything else, is the is the tackling. Mm-hmm. That just has not been anywhere near as good as it has to be. That absolutely has to be fixed, and you have a right to expect it to be fixed because there are too many good players on this defense to continuously allow people to run through tacklers for extra yardage. Right. That's just, that's unacceptable. Right. It, it absolutely is. And the fact that when you're seeing guys squirt through defenders' hands like a grease pig, it's not easy to say, oh, well, I mean, a guy closes out and gets to the play but doesn't make the tackle, and then you've got a conversion on third and 13 or third and 15 or three third down, third and long conversions on the same drive leading to a touchdown like we saw last week against San Francisco. That can't happen. you got to close it out. And, you know, you hear people, um, you know, I know a lot of our callers are football purists who say, well, I remember when they used to have two days and tackle in practice and this and that. Yes, the Giants don't do that, but no team in the NFL does that. So no team uh, does that live tackling to the extent that that teams used to. So that really can't be. Yeah, they don't do the two-a-days because they can't. Exactly. The CBA won't let them. Exactly. But there are teams like the Steelers who go through live tackling on a regular basis and max it out right. to what the labor laws will allow. Right. Um, look, all I'll say about that is this. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season as a head coach. You can draw whatever conclusions you want to draw from that. There you go. There you go. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, Monday night football, though, at MetLife Stadium, you know the vibes are going to be electric. We'll see if the field, the play on the field can match it. 
Uh, but we want to make sure to remind you first to join us Sunday, October 8th at HK Kitchen and Draft House in the Bronx to watch the Giants take on Miami, enjoy Modelo drink specials, meet a Giants legend, and enter a raffle to win game tickets and more. Visit Giants.com slash bar network to learn more. Aren't you guys proud of me? I got that read right today. Last week it was barn at work. What does that say? I don't know. Uh, Arizona State education over here. Doing me good, though. Doing me good. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure you learned a lot by climbing that hill. <laughs> I know. I love it. Paul and Tina was out there at ASU climbing a mountain. I wanted to climb the hill. I just didn't have enough free time to do it. You know, but it oh, was okay. impressive. It still, was impressive. Still getting out and doing your five mile a day I did. in that 103 heat. Just give this man a round of applause for the commitment. You know what blows my mind about it? The 103, 105 that it was out there felt like 82 here. You know why? It's a dry heat. Yes. Exactly. People always make fun of me when I say that. They're like, oh, it's a dry heat. No, it's legit. It's legit. It cuts it because the humidity makes it so much worse. Absolutely. Look, I I had a great time walking out there. It was nice. It's nice. Yeah. And then I came back here to four straight days of rain. I know, right? We're going to have to build an arc at some point. It is pouring out here in the Northeast. All right, we got to get to the calls. 201-939-4513 as the phone lines are filling up, starting with Wilson in Roxbury. Wilson, how's it going, my friend? Hey, Madeline. Hey, Paulie. Hey, hey listen, uh, before I get to my, my point, uh, Paulie, uh, I want to apologize to you and John. From my last call last time, I was upset, man, after the Cowboys game. And, uh, you know, I might cross the line a little. And uh, Well, you were advocating violence on the field. And that's that's yeah. definitely crossing the line, no matter what game you're playing. Yes, right. Well, like I said, I was upset. and uh, All good. You're, 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 Takes it takes a real man phone. to admit when he's wrong, Wilson, and I no, respect hey. it. I respect no, no. it. No, no, well, like I said, man, I've been calling you guys a long time. And like I said, I was upset. Uh, but I have a feeling that Paul is gonna I get upset when I'm gonna tell him again. So so I can't win. But I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, Paulie, listen. I think I think that the Giants are getting a reputation of being a really soft team, and uh, that's a dangerous path to go. If they get punched in the mouth again on Monday night on, on national television and they crumble like a cookie, Paulie, it's over. It's not coming back. I know you probably don't agree with me, but I, I watched the game. There's one thing. There's one thing when fans and, and the media write down on the you know on the internet. There's another thing when your peers when your peers laugh at you at the sideline, and when San Francisco said that the Giants didn't want any smoke, that's gotta bother them. If they don't bother them, then something's wrong with this team. Wilson, I'll tell you this: it is gut check time for this club. Okay. Okay. Not only because of how poorly they've played in most of the quarters so far this season, but also because this is a fellow playoff contender who, by the way, you may be in a wild card race with come tiebreaker time in December. Okay. Let's not forget that. Just like last year, Seattle and the Giants were fighting for a wild card spot. And fortunately, the Giants had a tie that got them the spot. Okay. So, so that's another reason. And then on top of that, okay. On top of that, Quite frankly, you got to get to 500 before you can right. progress and do anything further. And the Giants right now are still a game below. Exactly. I, I, I understand, Paulie. Paulie, listen, before I go, I want to ask you something. Because there's something bothered me on San Francisco, a point of no return. You have a quarterback, right, in San Francisco. I think the coaching, though, is bad at all. I don't know what's going on with the coaching. Something is off because you have a quarterback in San Francisco that, frankly, to me, he can't throw the ball 30 yards down the field. He, he just throws it up for grabs. 
why would you blitz him when you know everybody in the stadium knows that it was going to be a, 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 a screen or something? Why would you do that? It, it, it's just the, the coaching is, I don't, know what, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you know more than me, but something is off. The, this whole team is off. It's, uh, and thank you for the phone call, Paul, uh, for taking my call in. Again, for accepting my apology. I listen to you over there, but thank you again. And, and okay. you've got to explain Thanks. something to Thanks, me. Thanks, Wilson. Thanks All so right. much for the call. Appreciate it. The answer to this is pretty easy. Do you want to take a shot at it first, or should I just Oh, pick you this go up? ahead. This okay. was directed towards you. So Wake I'm Martindale it. is a pressurized defensive coordinator. He believes first, second, and third, his top three philosophies are we're coming after you. Pressure breaks pipes, as he loves to say. That is his instinctive approach to every single game. It is going to be against his grain to start pulling back those dogs. That's just not something he does a lot of. And to be frank with you, the odds in this league are actually better for you to succeed defensively if you do pressure a significant amount of time because in this day of pitch and catch, Mm -hmm. which is what the NFL has become, the best way to thwart, thwart your opposition is to cause havoc and to force them into mistakes. Well, how do you do that if you're playing passively? Probably not very well. Well, and and talking about blitzing, the Giants, we were talking about the San Francisco game, the Giants blitzed quite a bit. They put a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. 33 of his 39 dropbacks, they sent him. But meanwhile, Purdy averaged the fastest time to throw of his career, according to next-gen stats, 2.34 seconds. So despite getting blitzed on almost 85% of his dropbacks, he was still getting rid of the ball. It was a great job by, by Purdy. A number of times, he got rid of that ball just a split second before he was about to get whacked. Mm-hmm. And I give the Niners coaching staff tremendous amount of credit for making the proper adjustments and then Purdy for executing it correctly And the truth of the matter is, all right, again, I don't want to go back to this, but you're going to make me do it, Wilson. Maybe, just maybe, you wouldn't be complaining as much about the Giants' pressure package if they had tackled better. Exactly. You know, what what do they tell you about winning be the Band-Aid for all all wounds? Vitamin W. But also, it's like, what's the old expression? It's not how you start, it's how you finish, right? It's not how you start the play. It's not how much pressure you send. It's how you finish. How do you tackle? How do you end the play? And they gave up too, too much in terms of yards after contact. It yeah. was, and, and if they had done a better job doing that, maybe you wouldn't be so upset with all the, the pressurized uh, defenses that they threw at Purdy. Yeah, I want to say Brock Purdy threw for 310 yards, and 250 of the, 215 of them came as yak yards after catch. I mean, that, that um, that's where the complaint needs to be. Right, so they're just getting receivers going. I mean, you see you know, him hitting Debo in the flat, and then this man goes to convert a third and long. Like... I mean, um, and then and then Banks had phenomenal coverage. I don't want to relive this game now, but Banks yeah. had great coverage in the end zone, in the corner of the end zone. It was right in front of me. You know, it was mm-hmm. right in front of me. Yeah. And 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 he's got to come down with that pick. He had yeah. a great he had a great that chance was, to oh. knock it away, but he, but he, he you know he almost had that pick. He almost had it. He had his hands on it, and you could see the pain in his face. And he's like, "Oh, I knew it. I knew that it was hurt. almost it there." Hurt. It hurts. Showing some pain right there in those eyes, Kunu. All right. Make sure to go and subscribe to the Giants Huddle podcast. It features long-form interviews with Giants players, coaches, and front office staff, past and present. Plus, hear from the best analysts covering Big Blue and the NFL. Search for Giants Huddle and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or go to Giants.com slash podcast. And don't forget, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star positive review for all of our Giants podcast. We do appreciate it. We love it when you listen and let us know what you think. 
Uh, 201-939-4513 is the phone number. Phone line's filling up. We got Leroy in, what is it, South Carolina? Hmm. Yeah. Leroy, thanks for calling in. How about that? All right. Listen, I I know you guys are sold on Wink and his defenses and everything, man. That defense he plays is just too soft. I mean, we we got we bought in Robinson, Nacho. I mean, why we can't get Dex and Leo and and Robinson or four of those guys on the line at the same time? And let's show up this defense. We don't have the linebackers. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at McFadden out there, man. I know the kid had a couple of plays, but he misses too many tackles in the hole, man. Just too many. And it's not going to get any better. Why? And, and where's Beavers? Why we can't bring him up? Okay, let's take this one at a time. Let's go to McFadden okay. first. Ten tackles, right. yeah. four tackles for a loss. He did miss a few. Sure. And he admits yeah. to that. Yeah. Okay. But quite honestly, uh, he was probably, and I'm going to forget probably, undoubtedly was the most effective defensive player on the field, despite the missed tackles. Undoubtedly. Yeah. All right. He was he, the most active he, defender on that field. I mean, four TFLs in a game is a big time number. Mm-hmm. So, so I think you're picking on the wrong guy. Yes, he could clean up some things, but he was productive against San Francisco. So kind of back off on him mm-hmm. a little bit if you could. Uh, A'shaun Robinson, you mentioned. He was in on 45 snaps and had five tackles. For a defensive tackle, that is a very productive day. I don't know why you're picking on him either. I'm not not picking on him. What I'm trying to say is when when he brings in Robinson, then he takes Dex out. I'm saying we need to keep all these guys in the game at the same time. Okay, now here's the thing, though. If you you want to play – all right, but if um, you want to play four down linemen, it sounds like right. you want to go with Leonard, Nacho, Robinson, and Lawrence. You want to go four yeah. down. So you want to go to yeah, a 4-3. Yeah. Is that what you want to do? Yeah. I, 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 at, least, at least we'll be able to stop the run. Let's do something. We can't stop the pass. We're not getting there. I understand the pressure, but they still make the balls coming out too quick. Okay. And the pressure, the pressure's not working. Well, to this point, you're absolutely right. They haven't done a good enough job of getting home on the quarterback. I think they only had six quarterback hits the other day yep. against San Francisco. Yes. The two sacks and the six hits. You want that number to be more like eight to ten. Okay? There's no doubt yeah. about that. But okay. I will say this. If you commit to those four down linemen, you are significantly right. limiting the stuff that Wink wants to do because he yeah, is much more concerned about okay. jumbling – his, his linebackers and his you know, safeties, and he wants but, to be confusing to the offense. If you go with four down, you know those four guys are lining up with their hand in the dirt, and you know what they're doing, and you know where they're coming from. Right. You're well, telegraphing right. what you're going to do. Uh, yeah, but still, you play into the strength of your team. Right now, we don't have the linebackers. I mean, O'Kara okay, okay, I mean, he, you know, he's, he's not stout. He, he's quick, he's fast. But, you know, some guys can go to the next level and pick him off. Well, here's here's what I would would ask for patience here because, unfortunately, Ojolari. And thanks for the call, Leroy. I appreciate it. Ojolari has not been on the field again very much so far this year. Right. And, you know, the plan is, okay, the plan. I know. The plan, the plan. Four-letter word that's been very dirty right now. 
But the plan is that Ojolari and Thibodeau will both be in the game at the same time. Mm -hmm. And when they are, the productivity is very, very high. The efficiency ratio is very, very high. They can't seem to get Ojolari on the field at the same time as Tibbs, though. And that's what becomes a big problem for this team. Because if those two guys are there simultaneously, it allows Wink to do so much more. And it really does throw a scare into the offense. Yeah. Yeah, well, and also, too, this is one thing that Amani Toomer always says. He says, you're only as good as your last four games in the NFL. You're really only as good as your last four games. And so I think right now we're hearing like fans like Leroy who's saying, I don't know if I believe in this, I don't know if I believe in that. Because, yes, there have been some struggles in the last few games. But this team turns it around, this team gets healthy, this team gets Ojolari back on the field, gets that pressure back off the edge, gets figures out what's given him the tackling yips or whatever, and then suddenly all these complaints, you know, the problem Vanish. is people are impatient and yes. they never know when or if that switch is going to turn on. Yeah. And and that's fair. Right. Because none of us know. Yeah. If if we all knew, we'd go buy a winning lottery ticket this afternoon, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah. So we don't know that. Okay. But you have to have faith in the talent and the coaching staff that they have in the building to say, look, at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, that switch is gonna flick. Right. And when it does this Giants team should be really, really good. And we know that this is the same coaching staff, the same core of talent that got 9-7-1 and one last season in a very unexpected way. And this is a tougher strength of schedule this year. And they've said they've acknowledged that from Playing the jump. Playing with less talent, too. Playing Madeline. with less talent, too. And also they've acknowledged from the jump, like, hey, we need to close this talent gap. They're working towards that. But that's not something that happens overnight. No. So. No, I, I put up on Twitter the other day, I think it was yesterday, and you'd be surprised how many people did not like the comment. I said, listen, okay, it takes time to cook a, a terrific meal. Mm -hmm. It takes time to age cheese or it takes time to have fine wine. Mm -hmm. Okay, the stuff does not happen overnight. When you rush it, you get a really bad meal. You or you do. get miserable cheese, or you get really bad wine. You need that stanky cheese. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's it, this stuff takes, takes time. time. It, it does. does. It does. Again, a lot of teams need that first month of the season to find their rhythm. Right. What if the Giants go out on Monday night, find their rhythm, and hit that switch and destroy Seattle? Do you think these calls are going to be a little different? Absolutely. Because everything is about what have you done for me lately and everybody is about overreaction Monday or in that case, it'll be overreaction Tuesday. And all of a sudden, if they whack Seattle, everyone's going to be saying the Giants are going to the Super Bowl. Right. That's right. the way it goes. That's the way it goes. I get it. That I get it. That's the way it goes. And there's, you know, there's a difference between one and three and two and two and we're all hopeful and we're all optimistic. Mm -hmm. But again, this is why they play the games. This is why they play. There's not a lot of people who would have expected week one out of this team. There's not a lot of people who would have expected week two out of this team. Every game has given us something that we've not been expecting so far. I will only add this before we go to the next call. What you said before is so true. You want to... Uh have the curve go up. You want to play your best ball as the season wears on. Right. If this is the worst that the Giants can play, and I think we would both agree it is, yes. yeah. better to get it out of the way now. Right? Yeah, okay? clear all that. Just yeah. don't dig a hole too deep that you can't get out of. But get these crappy games out, these crappy quarters out, boom. Put them to the side, get them in a rearview mirror, and start playing Giants football. Exactly. If you do that, you're going to be okay. You don't just, want to peak too soon. You know, so just, you know, 
Let's go. Let's let's get it going. Let's get it going. Let's lock in. You don't want to peak too soon. And we know the Giants fans are here and they are supportive. And Giants fans, you can take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available, 201-939-4513. Can I challenge these fans to be the 12th man yes. that Seattle usually has in yeah. their building? Yeah. Because they caused, again, a couple of very key false starts in the game on Sunday that I watched against Carolina. That's okay, yeah. They did it last year when the Giants played out there. That 12th man was in full force. Maybe this Monday night. MetLife Stadium can have a 12th man for the Giants. Maybe instead of waiting for the team to spark you guys as fans, you guys can spark the Giants. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. How about that? Maybe, I know everyone watched that Chiefs game, seeing all those cutaways to the suite, watching Taylor Swift screaming her face off. Is that who that Channel, was? That is who that was, Paul. What do I know you've got, I know you got 12-time Grammy Award winner Taylor uh, Swift on repeat on your headphones while you're doing your five-mile okay. walks every day. Uh, but listen, we all saw her losing her mind. Channel that energy. That's it. That's it. It's Monday Night That's Football. It. This I'm team needs a win. I'm challenging the Giants fans. Help them out, folks. To bring the Taylor Swift fandom to MetLife Stadium. No, that'll land with a very select audience, but you know what? I'm happy for it. 201-939-4513. we got Tom in Stratford on the line. Tom, how's it going? Thanks for calling BBK. Hi, Matt. Hi, Madeline. Hi, Paul. Hi. Madeline, you're pretty fun. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, listen, um, there's a couple things real fast. <clears throat> The most disappointing thing for me so far has been the run defense. And I agree with Leroy, and I called up last week or the week before saying the same thing. I want to see more big bodies and hard hats on the field because unless we stop the run, we're, you know, it's, the game's over if we can't stop them from running on us. And they've been running pretty easily. Um, that's that. Um, the only other thing I want to say, too, Paul, actually, Paul, this is for you. Um, I feel bad for Wilson, who just called in. I didn't agree with his comment last week. I'm glad um, the player didn't slug the uh, guy who hit Danny Jones because I knew we were going to get an extra 15 yards out of it. But the following day, Jonathan Casillas said the exact same thing as Wilson. Now, yeah. He was surprised no one called off and felt as someone. So, you know, Wilson wasn't that far off, okay? <laughs> and guys hammered him pretty good last week, but uh, – Jonathan Casillas said the same thing. So, <laughs> to be fair, Casillas did also get get noted after. I was like, "What are you What are you talking about, Casillas?" But he's he's a linebacker. He's built that way. And you're like, "Come on, man! You gotta, you gotta, yeah." I'll check in check in with him and see what he said because I was not on the show, and I, I I'll be frank with you, I didn't hear it, I didn't see it. Uh, here's what I will say though. Okay, you saw the punch that was thrown by Trent Williams at the end of the first half in San Francisco, right? right? You saw, you saw you saw the punch to the face to the face mask. Yes. Okay. Now, that's that's uncalled for. It's out of the bounds of the rules, and the guy should have been tossed. Yeah. In my opinion, should have been tossed. That's the kind of behavior that no coach should ever advocate. Period. Right. Okay. So I'm sorry, but that's the way Wilson came off to me, and I certainly was not going to accept it. Neither was John, and that well, that's where that, and that's yeah. and that's where I stand on that. Okay, good. What, why, why wasn't Trent Williams tossed from the game? The officials said that they did not see a clear review uh, angle in which it was clear and un, 
uh, unquestioned that he had a closed fist. Now, make of that what you will, but that was the official statement that came out of why the officials chose not to eject. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing because yeah. it was, yes. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things. The broadcast where they, you know, saw that angle quite a few well, times. They but. say, you know, we, we, we've got to determine intent. Right. It was pretty clear what happened there. Hey, well, I, I, not, but anyway, hey, it is what it is. That's not why they lost the game. It it's not why they lost the game. But it's not, it's not, it's not cool behavior. I hope they improve their defense because I'm going down to Miami to see them play the Dolphins. And at the beginning of the season, I was confident about that game. But after this past weekend, when they put up 70, I know. Here's where I will. Here's where I will agree with you. Yes, the defense against the run has to get better. We know the tackling has to get better, and that's the primary component. And I will say this. In certain situations, yeah. in certain matchups, I do believe you might see some four-man down linemen. Yeah. I've always believed that Wink might pull that out on occasion, but it's not going to be his standard D. That's just not the way he's built. It's just not the way he's built. And, Tom, we thank you for the call as well. But, yeah, it's just not his style. It's not his scheme. And while some people might look at it and say, oh, I can fix it. Let me tell you how to do this. You know, everyone's got a note. Everyone's got a, you know, armchair quarterback, armchair coach, right? I mean, I get it. I get it. You know, when things aren't going well, everybody's looking for that magic pill that's going to fix it. How about just tackle? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. It's really nothing crazy. It's nothing fancy. It's fundamentals. This team needs to get back to the fundamentals and keeping those things clean. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau talked about it. He's like, oh, I need to personally, personally, he recognized going into the season that he needed to get back to his fundamentals instead of chasing stats and sacks. As a team, I think there's a lot of that. It's like, okay, you can look at the big schematic differences or you can just say in that exact assignment, just do your job and do it well and execute it well and things will fall into place a lot better. Well, the other thing that needs to be taken to a, into account, I suppose, when we talk about the defense, and it doesn't excuse the poor tackling, right. but it does somewhat explain them having to climb uphill, and that is offensively, they have not done enough to be ahead or to be with teams neck and neck mm-hmm. in the first half of games. Or they've even, been getting they've yeah. been getting handled. Their offense has not put up early points to tell their defense, "All right, you're in a better situation now. You can do more of what you want to do and you've got a little room for error." No, that's not the way these games are starting out. They're they're climbing uphill right from the very beginning. Well, and not just climbing uphill too, but not staying off the field. I mean, if the defense is on the field, the offense goes on for a three and out, and the defense is right back. I mean, you know this, like standing on the sideline, you see the players coming off the field. They go immediately over to their position groups. They pull out the Microsoft Surface. They're looking at the plays. They're looking at, okay, here's what happened here. Here's what you did here. Here's what we need to execute better here. If the second they get over here and they start, okay, here's, oh, sorry, you're back in. They got no time. They got no time to have a, you know. That point was very relevant in San Francisco. They were down 20 to 12, one possession, one score and a two-point conversion at the end of the third quarter. But the defense was gassed. Right. They were on the field for two-thirds of that game. Yeah. They were gassed. So by that time, even though they tried to keep them hanging around, and this is despite the poor tackling, they were still within one possession of tying that game mm-hmm. with one quarter left. Think about that. With no Barkley and no Andrew Thomas, they're still down by one possession. But by the time the fourth quarter came around, the defense, which had, had been basically inconsistent throughout the day, finally broke. 
They ran out of gas. Ran out of gas. And then that's when the 49ers pulled away and just put their stamp on the game. Absolutely. Uh, We hope you don't run out of gas when you run or walk with Giants legends. Look at that pivot, friends. The Giants Foundation will host a 5K race and kids run presented by Quest on Sunday, October 8th at 9 a.m. at MetLife Stadium. Net proceeds will benefit the Giants Foundation and all participants will receive a commemorative T-shirt. After the race, stay for post-race festivities and appearances by Giants legends and a live DJ. Register now at Giants.com slash 5K. Again, that's Sunday, October 8th, 9 a.m. at MetLife Stadium. You don't want to miss it. What a unique event right there. 201-939-4513. Madeline Burke and Paul Dettino on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Make sure to chime in with us. Hashtag Giants Chat at Giants WFAN for Paul and at Madeline Burke for me, Madeline Burke. We got Coach Marvin in Delaware on the line. Coach Marvin, how you doing today? How you doing, Madeline and Paul? Hey, Coach. Doing well. Thanks for calling in. How you doing? Hey, um, just listening to everybody talk, and uh, I talked to you about this before, Paul. You know, I have parents that always can tell me what I'm doing wrong, but nobody can give me these crazy answers. (laughs) (laughs) And I always say it's easy to stand on the sideline and criticize what a person should do. And you don't have to pay the price when it doesn't come out right, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so when you're coaching your decisions, those are, you know, it, it, it determines uh, winning and losing. And when you're in the stands and you're making those decisions, it doesn't matter if you win or lose because you, you're not coaching. So it's easy to say, and they're talking about going to a 4-3. I told you before, Paul, I'm not a fan of that. Right. Because they don't have the personnel to do that. Who, who's going to play a seven technique? And mm-hmm. and on on a on a uh, four three line, um, they just don't have the personnel. And the coach, he's not a four three. No, coach, he's not. No, he's not. So and to I be honest, even if you put those do. four defensive linemen on the field, where's your depth? You know, yeah. once you yeah. put those four yeah. guys out there, you have nobody to rotate with. No, you don't. And 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 that's why it's not a good idea. And it's not going to happen. I don't know what. No, about I don't think so. But in spots, you I may think, see it. In spots, you could. Yeah, and I think in certain spots you can. Yeah, you can. But it's not going to be a norm. No. Um, um, I, I think what's the issue is definitely tackling. Somebody was talking about them blitzing. There was times they didn't blitz and they were in a zone and they still made these third and longs. I know. And it came to tackling. And I and I, if you go back and look at the game, and you see them tackling, they're actually using their arms. They they're off their feet. And McFadden had a good day, but a lot of his tackles, he wasn't on his feet. He was dragging the guy down. Mm-hmm. And when you're dragging the guy down, there's times you're not going to make that tackle because you're not on your feet. You got to stay on your feet and bring your pads and your feet with you. And you have to lock him up. You can't just grab at guys. And they're grabbing. And that's what's happening. And, and, and again, you can't do that against a team like San Francisco because you got, like, Kittle caught a pass on the third and long. He ran through two dudes and got a first yep. down. Yeah. Um, they threw a screen pass one time. I think it was third and 12. And and um, Debo, Debo ran through, yeah, like, four thirteen. It, it was unbelievable the way they was running, and they were running violently. So if you just bring in your arms, you're not going to take a guy down that's running violently. Um, so that, that they're going to have to work on the tackling, and maybe it is because of uh, training camp, and they don't. It, it's not easy to play football and go tackle another human being. It's just not. You just have to have the mentality to throw your body in there 
and do it. And a lot of times you get a lot of people saying in the locker room, I hear them, you know, I need to get hit before I can really get playing. And, and, and sometimes you have to hit enough so your body get in tune to crashing into another person's body. And I think that's what they're going to have to do. And to stop the run, uh, that still is going to be tough. But it may be, maybe, I don't know, um, gap discipline. You have to have gap discipline to to stop the run. And maybe that might be part of the issue. Not tackling and gap discipline. You know what's interesting, um, though, Coach Marvin? Since last year, when the Giants gave up over five yards a carry, which was the worst in the league, they've only given up a little over four yards a carry now. They've actually improved yeah. by a whole one yard per carry to now be kind of middle of the pack. I mean, so yeah. as bad as it may look, the rush defense is actually a lot better than it was last year. And I get that. It needs to be better. It really does. Yeah. And, and you know this as a coach, right? They say, play with your feet under you. And that's what right. you're talking about exactly. when you that's say guys are getting about. dragged and they're not necessarily squaring up to make the hit. I totally exactly. concur with you on that. And the only thing yeah. that I could say, Coach, and I'm going to ask you this, all right? I'm going to fire a question back at you. What would you say when you show that tape to your players? Do you scold them? Do you say, guys, look at this. We're not doing the right technique? Or do you just say, watch this, fellas? and wait for those guys to police themselves because every player worth a grain of salt who watches that tape and sees that he's not doing the job correctly has to know that he is not fulfilling his responsibilities to himself or to his teammates. So would you leave it to, would you leave it to the players and the leaders in that locker room to police that, or would you kind of give them the riot act? I, 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 it would be me and my, and, and in this case of my defensive coach, uh, which was Mike Jones. Um, it would be us too, uh, and, and there's two phases to that because I'm gonna use a little bit of both of those you just said, Paul. Because when I walk off that field and I notice that's what happened, that's what I'm gonna school them on in that in that locker room mm-hmm. that we failed because we couldn't tackle today. The guy standing next to you on both sides. You let them down. You didn't, you didn't help each other at all. You didn't even hold them up so your partner can help you bring them down. So they, they punched us in the mouth, and we stood there and allowed them to do whatever they wanted to do to us. And that's something you're going to have to bring to the – we can't resolve this until we play next week. And that would be what I tell them mm-hmm. that day of that game. But when we walk in there, we walk in there on the next day that we have a practice, now – we're, this is a different time than when I was coaching. Um, we're hitting. Mm-hmm. We're hitting on Tuesday. We're hitting on Wednesday. The Giants and will hit, by the way, on Thursday. Full pads. Yeah, they will hit pads. on Thursday. Right. That's something they do once a week early every season. Mm-hmm. They do it once a week. We're doing it twice a week because it's true. You have to save their bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and even though I had kids, my responsibility is for them to be healthy. And I had to make sure they were healthy through practice. So I wouldn't pound them into the ground and come next week, you know, they done worn themselves out. But I would have two days of hitting. It would be two days of hitting. And that would be the reason. And we would concentrate more on getting guys down and and, and wanting to see them on their feet in the practice. I said, I don't want to see anybody leaving their feet. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see you diving. So every time, and if I do, I say, run the play again. And I just keep, but get that muscle memory going that they can uh, uh, count on themselves to 
be hitting and count on each other to be hitting because it's a little bit of both. They have to work at this together. Mm -hmm. They cannot do it on their own. I'm not going to sit and just let them do it on their own. I'm going to push them because they all get the same message. And if it's just the captains, they all maybe get a mushy message, but they it may not even be my standard. I want them to live up to my standard. Not, uh, I want to be above what they think they should be doing. They're going to have to live up to my standards. And if theirs is better, then we are good. We are good. But the, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the, real quick, was the offense, um, the receivers in these, uh, a lot of, uh, they play San Francisco. He couldn't really find anybody open. Mm-hmm. And I would I would like to see a lot more rub routes, <laughs> something to get guys off. I'm not going to say. Hey, I was just going to say, Coach. So you're you're advocating <laughs> that blurred line between a rub route and a pick now. And the pick route, yeah. Okay, it's okay. the same thing. It's you know yeah. a rose by any other name would smell as. No, no. The pick draws the flag. The rub route doesn't. That's I know. the difference. The, but it's, you know, the rub route is just how you package it. You know, put it, put a nice little bow on it, and be like, oh, what are you talking about, Coach? I I, I agree with you. I, I think every game that I watch in the NFL that doesn't include the Giants seems to have a bunch of them especially in the red zone or down near the goal line yeah and and it just doesn't seem like the Giants do those routes enough but but that's to be frank with you I need to see Saquon Barkley back in the lineup being Saquon Barkley again more than anything else that's what I but you're right coach Marvin because it's like you know you've seen this Giants receivers kind of struggle to create separation struggle to create yak you know they get a a completion but then they're going down right afterwards and because they're so close with the defenders, and so how do you do that? Do you implement the rub routes? Do you find, you know, how do you create that separation? Well, guys like Campbell and Waller and Hyatt, these guys are supposed to be able to do separation on their own. Right. Right. They should not need the schemes to do it. Sure. Right. But some cases, it looked like in the San Francisco game, they did need to, to do it because even uh, Jalen wasn't getting free in that game. But, it, it, you know, he didn't get a lot of time either. No, so, yeah. I think it was 15 uh, snaps. Yeah. But um, real, quick, the, real quick, the last statement is that a lot of people are on him, but we got to remember who we just played. Yeah. We played two of the top three teams in the NFC. So, I mean, yeah, we could have played better, but not to take anything. The, those, the Cowboys and San Francisco are the cream of the crops. And, and we played and we lost. If you lose by one, you lose by one. You lose by 40, you lose by 40. To me, I just look at it and say, we lost. Now we just got to regroup and uh, not get caught up in too much of the score. All right, you Coach, know? we, we got to run. Thanks so much, Coach Marvin. Appreciate the call. Coach Marvin on the line. He's got always dropping some wisdom on BBK. I appreciate that. One of the favorites. One of the sure. favorites, indeed. Um, but it's so true, you know, and, uh, and the fact that, you know, we'll see. The, a lot of ball game left, and these early season opponents have not been easy. But uh, Giants fans, remember the 2023 NFL schedule is officially out. Single game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the Giants at MetLife Stadium this season. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat. And the Giants' official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV and on the Giants mobile app, uh, 201-939-4513. We've got Craig calling from the car. Craig in the car waiting on the line. How you doing? You're on BBK with Madeline and Paul. I'm good. How you guys doing? Hi. Good, good. Thanks for calling in. 
So <laughs> I have two things. Uh, one, uh, it's a podcast suggestion. Uh, can we see a, a, a clock on Coach Marv and Lynn from Maryland? Because it's like, Man, they're long-winded, and uh, I, I was just about to fall asleep here. Uh, <laughs> you you, you know, to be podcast. fair, no, to be fair, and I, I'm going to let you finish. To be fair, Coach Marvin is such a football lifer, mm-hmm. and has coached, although at a youth level, for a long time. His calls are are very, very logical, mm-hmm. reasonable, rational, insightful, and, and educational. A lot of times, I do agree. So, to be frank with you, I love when he calls in because the discourse. Something comes out of that conversation every time. Yeah. So I, got, I'd like to think I'd like to think you guys as listeners are, are are getting something out of out of his calls. I really would like to think so. Anyway, I'll move on to my point. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Craig. Anyway, he's like he's like I've been on hold in the car for twenty minutes over here. Well, through for, for six red lights, hanging out, us, right? Hanging out in the parking six, lot. Six red lights. Go ahead. So so my main point is I think when it comes to the Giants on offense. I think we throw entirely too much. We don't stick to the run. I felt like we had success, um, you know, in certain spots. But I think if you stick to it, it will open up the passing game. And I wanted to get you you guys' thoughts about that. I mean, that's true, especially last week, 29 rushing yards and the significant drop-off without Saquon Barkley on the field was felt. But even with Saquon, I mean, yes, they, they have him sometimes as a decoy almost and sometimes in pass protection. I mean... Yes, I'm always an advocate for establishing the run game, but the Seahawks have given up less than three yards a carry. Okay, they're top five defense in the NFL against the rush, and they're giving up less than 80 yards a game on the ground. That's always a a very uh, uh, dilated stat, though, because it depends on game flow. But the yards per carry is not. 2.9 yards a carry. That is not fun. And when you try to run between the tackles, you run it to Jordan Brooks and uh, and um, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, the middle gosh. linebacker, the, uh, the, the, the Reed? pro bowler. Reed. It's not Reed. Reed. Yeah, I think it's Reed. No, 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 no. The eight-time Fred, Freddie Warner. Fred Warner. Yes. Fred Warner. Fred eight, Warner. Eight, eight oh, Fourteen pro- tackles in week one. Eight, uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Eighteen, which was two less than his career high. Fred Warner's an eight-time Pro Bowl player. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Okay, but I felt like when we ran up with Breed, Bobby we... Wagner, Bobby, Bobby Wagner, Wagner Bobby Fred Wagner. Warner, San Francisco. Okay. Oh my gosh, Wagner. Fred Warner, San okay. Francisco. Bobby Wagner, <laughs> Bobby Wagner, but, uh, and, uh, you I know like these guys are tough, man. They, they they're killers against the run. But I think if you stay consistent with it throughout the course of the game, you'll have big runs, and it's similar to what San Fran did. We stopped McCaffrey in certain spots, but then he, you know, he had a fifteen or a twelve. You know, it's. Over the course of the game, it will break down. It will help out play action. You can get guys on one on one. You can get Waller. Okay. I just think we have to stay more consistent because there's been times where the Giants have come out and there'll be three passes and we're playing. I know. The ball. I know. And then that puts the defense back on the field again. Just remember, though. Exactly. They also need that Barkley. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, I, I know these other guys are good, good, but they're not Barkley. When, when there's not a threat of Saquon Barkley, the defense doesn't actually key in on the run. You know, they're, they're not actually But I think feeling. we ran good with Breed and Brightwell, though. Sure, sure. I thought they ran good. Uh, you did. I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I didn't see a lot of room there, and I didn't see them necessarily making a lot of room. For themselves either uh, uh, there, there, there was it. it was rough man and and that's because fred water by the way is also one of the best middle linebackers in this league 
All right, forget about Bobby Wagner, who they got to play this week. Warner and, yeah. and Greenlaw are two outstanding linebackers, and their defensive front is among the best in the NFL. Look, again, go back to what Coach Marvin said. Look who they played. Yeah. Everyone, the Giants were not supposed to win this game, right? I mean, the experts to the sure. west of the Mississippi said yeah. they're going to lose by two scores. Yeah. Okay? I mean, that was a step up. They were facing a super heavyweight. And you know what? They got knocked out in the fourth quarter. Okay? There's no shame in that. Yeah, when you're fighting in your weight class is a different category. That's my point. It's a different category. They're in their weight class, in my opinion, on Monday. So now you gotta you gotta show up. You gotta do it. Gotta show up. Gotta dominate against Bobby Wagner uh, and the and the Seahawks defense. I can't believe neither of us could conjure that name right there. Yeah, well, I was um, still stuck in San Francisco. I, I left know, right? my mind back you left there. Left your with heart my, in San Francisco. With my heart. Warner and Wagner. Freddie close. Warner and Wagner. There you go, Pearson. And then Mo Wagner. You know, throw that in the mix. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're just gonna add in. But I mean, you know, the bottom line, if you're the Giants is that you've got to tackle better mm-hmm. and then you've got to be able to get Barkley back in the lineup so you can keep defenses honest. If those two things happen, and yes, if, if, I get it, that two word that really kind of sticks a, a thorn in your side, do those two things and this team will be so much better. And protect Daniel Jones. You know, give Daniel Jones, give the quarterback some time. You know, that offensive line allowing the most pressures in the NFL right now Keeping and yes. the defense honest is where that starts, though, too. Yes, that's true. They're not, they're not, the defense is no. They know. Yeah. You know, they know. The Dallas pass rush was ferocious. Cardinals, not as much. San Francisco's ferocious. You know, going forward against some of the lesser defensive fronts, if you've got a legit running game going with Saquon, that in itself is going to take some of the teeth out of those defenses. Mm-hmm. It just does. It just does. It just does. And of course, arrested Saquon, arrested Andrew Thomas. You know, touch wood. Hopefully, these guys get healthy soon. Yeah, the only thing we know, Ben Bredesen still in the concussion, concussion protocol. protocol. That we yep. do know. Yep. Uh, but other than that, uh, Coach said he'll have more to say about the injuries on Thursday. So we'll see. Yep. And it's only Tuesday, and they don't play until Monday. So a lot mm-hmm. of days left until that happens. Um, all right, that's the show for us, Dots. We're good. We're calling it. We're calling it, right? That's it. Uh, that's been a fun uh, fun little Tuesday Newsday here with Paul Dottino. I'm Madeline Burke. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live, part of the Giants platforms, podcast platforms everywhere, and Giants.com slash podcast. Let us know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, at Giants WFAN for Paul Dottino, at Madeline Burke, and hashtag Giants Chat. We'll see you next time, friends. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.